Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and for decades we've been coming at you with economics, with attitude. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com. Wealth insurance, it is what we do, the physical delivery of gold and silver, and you better get yourself some. How much does your retirement weigh? Maybe the most important question. Speaking of important, it has been raining all day. You know, we don't see that very often. Uh, Not pouring, but just raining here in the Valley of the Sun. This is the second day in a row. We'll take it. Uh, I guess there was a a hurricane that blew up through through Mexico, and and we're getting uh, more rain than, uh, well, than we probably get most of the time. Ramon was telling me during the uh, uh, commercial that he's heard somewhere that Phoenix is like the wettest city in America right now. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't happen to you. I mean, we'll take it. Uh, what does that have to do with what we do? Nothing. But I just thought, in case you're curious, that's what's going on here. Uh, weather-wise, it is gorgeous. Uh, it was like 70-something degrees. And, and in Arizona, that means we pretend it's cold. Right, I mean, I actually got a long sleeve shirt out yesterday. Yep, I did. I went in. I found, <laughs> I'm like, give me a long sleeve shirt. My wife's like, you're not going to need it. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna. I didn't, but but I got it out anyway. So that's that's what we do. Uh, we like to pretend that it's cold. Uh, speaking of cold, big big troubles happening uh, in Italy. Bond yields now blew up again. Uh, the Italians now up to three and a half percent, which is kind of funny uh, at their ten-year note, uh, which is going to essentially bankrupt them. They are uh, now their lower house. So, like our House of Representatives, well, their House of Representatives now calling for Italy uh, to leave the euro and go back to its own fake money. Uh, that's got gold roaring. Uh, gold's up 17. Uh, it's been as up as much as $20 right now, 1204 and change. Silver going right with it. Matter of fact, silver uh, has been up as much as 40, 45 cents. Right now it's up 30 plus cents, $14.80. Crude oil, $75.32. Uh, as it continues to rally, we are now, what, uh, four weeks or so away from the Iranian sanctions. Uh, we've got news on that. We had, you know what's not hot? Car sales. Uh, uh, most of the companies, now they don't like to release monthly results, like General Motors, they got out of doing that, but some still do. I'll give you uh, one of the better ones, Ford. Down 11.2 percent. Ford, not just cars, cars, trucks, you name it. Uh, Ford said sales are awful here in the United States. Prices rising because of tariffs and you know the steel and aluminum things. And listen, you start looking at this thing, and I know, but double the stock market's up. It's up 130 points today. 
you got a lot of really, really smart people talking about this feels like the 1920s, in, in particular, the late 1920s. Of course, that led up to the stock market crash, people talking about gambling. And, and remember, I've been talking to you for a while now about all these signs of tops of bubbles. You know, the ones that they just can't see, right? Because the central bank can't admit that they see them, because if they did, right, then they would be forced to actually do something about it. But they're talking about, again, you look at today. That was up 140 points on what? Italy's going bankrupt? I mean, right, we're right behind them, right? Oh, by the way, we had our budget numbers out anyway, preliminary numbers out of the Treasury. I'll give them to you as well. Uh, you know who, who's been real busy? The U.S. Mint. Matter of fact, the U.S. Mint said gold and silver sales the highest since January. That's every year. Every year, January is always the big month. Uh, but the U.S. Mint said sales for both gold and silver up big. Uh, matter of fact, gold sales were up over 44% higher than last year. Silver sales, you know, they were up just a little bit, up 89% from last year. Uh, the U.S. Mint saying that both gold and silver sales, the highest since January and you start really putting it all together. And remember, we talk about what are the insiders doing? Selling. Uh, what, what are all these the the great economic data points? The soft ones, all-time record high. Consumer confidence, all-time record high. ISMP uh, uh, and, and the supply and the survey indexes that are, that are what we call soft data. All at or near all-time highs. And then the physical actual data coming in always well below expectations. Uh, the news out of car sales does not surprise me today. goes with the home sales. The Fed's raising rates into it. Uh, it's really going to make things. It's really getting harder and harder to see uh, how we're, well we're going to do, especially thinking about 2019. Patriot Radio News Hour. Got a great show lined up for you. We're going to talk about debt and one of my favorite people when we get back. The numbers, the numbers are in, and, uh, well, I don't think we're going to like it very much. Uh, the U.S. federal deficit, this is the, uh, the big number, only rose to $1.271 trillion. And I say only because there's been a fall-off in, in the housing side, which is the, part of the difference between, you know, what makes up the difference between the small and the big, right? So, so uh, you know, we always talk about uh, the two numbers, right? The, the national debt and then the federal debt, and the difference has to do with Fannie and Freddie, in student loans. That makes up the biggest part of the difference. See, the government, the way they look, oh, no, that that shouldn't count. Yes, we borrowed the money to, to pay for this stuff, right? When you secure a loan from Fannie or Freddie, right, you're borrowing from the taxpayer. 
Uh, and obviously, right, it's something that should have been dealt with. They should have been eliminated, should have been turned into a private company. But here's the thing. If you did that, a lot of these people couldn't even buy the house. And again, so if you're making up easier lending standards for someone to buy a house, maybe they shouldn't be buying them to begin with, but neither here nor there. The federal deficit started fiscal year, now remember, fiscal year 2018 is over, started at $20,244,000,000, finished at $21,516,000,000, and and of course they said the the smaller number uh, was, I want to say it was $950,000,000, and I'm sure there may be a little bit of a revision here or there, uh, but the U.S. government essentially went into debt. Think about this. If you had a job at all in 2018, $8,172 for every person that had a job. That was how much we increased it. And, and one of the things, you, you've got to really start, and I need you, I know, we get excited. right? We, we hear Donald Trump talk and we get fired up. But remember what the problem was. Really, remember what the problem always is. Right When you start thinking about, and you go back, especially to 1971, and you start thinking about all the problems and all the, all the uh, what, what, I guess, the bulls and the bears, right, the, the, the highs and the lows, all revolving around issues with debt. And every time, every time, we blow the debt bubble bigger and claim that we fixed it. But we have the last time, right, the, the Great Recession. We've never seen something so big. But it only stood to reason, right, because the debt were so much smaller back in the 80s and the 90s. And now you really think about, according to the Treasury Department, these aren't my numbers, it's Treasury Department. Before this year's number, the government averaged $954 billion of debt. So really, when you think about it, we've been averaging a trillion dollars a year, every year, for a while. Here's the scary part. We're going to start averaging two trillion a year. And then it's going to be three trillion a year. And you get, you understand where it's going. This is why, think about what Larry Kudlow had to say last week. We need to start going after the entitlements. Got to do a lot more than that, Larry. But I'm going to tell you right now, we can't do this to the children and the grandchildren. We're we're them, and they're going to do it. One of my favorites. You know, when I look at, there's 
so many people that you can, you know, go out and listen to, right? There's there's literally thousands or probably tens of thousands, there may even be a million of us, that, that want to give you economic advice, and most of them that they run across the idiot box are nothing but cheerleaders, right? They don't, they'll spin it any way they can. They always want buy, buy, buy. Then there's a few not many that do a little bit of both. When it's time to be warned, they warn you. Right? When it's time to be warned, they warn you. And they'll do it before it happens, which is really the most important part. Right? Think about all the people that claim that they called the last one. Right, I can count on one one hand how many guys actually did. A lot of people called it after the fact. But one of the best, Stanley Druckenmiller, I talk about him here as often as I can. When he says something, when he writes something, you need to pay attention. If you go out to allamericangold.com, he's right at the top today talking about what is going to happen next. Now, here's one of the things I want you to think about. Just think about it for a minute. And I know we're excited. We're euphoric. We've done this before. We did it in the 80s. We did it in the tech bubble, right? The housing bubble. Now we're doing it again in the stock market. Again which is the economy is actually slowing, right? We knew we were going to get a bump from the tax cut, and we did. But it's slowing. Matter of fact, if oil wasn't $75, we wouldn't even be talking about 3% GDP. But now we've got a much different problem. Because what is the stock market? the debt market, right? And what have we done to debt? I've been saying we doubled it. I was wrong. I was. uh, I, I was wrong. We've actually tripled it. The massive debt problem in an interview this last week, Stanley Druckenmiller talked about how we have tripled down, tripled down on what caused the the crisis, and we doubled it, or I'm sorry, and we tripled it down globally. See, and again, right, we had, it's not just our central bank. It was all of them, right? Nothing, really, when you look, deliberate acts, deliberate acts to deceive. If you want my opinion, it's only my opinion. They should all be tried for treason. Because what is their stated objective? Right? It's supposed to be full employment and, you know, they changed the word. used to be a strong dollar. Now it's stable dollar. But what is the real objective? That's a nice word. Stable sounds good, doesn't it? But what if it was our real objective is to stably devalue the hard-earned money of all Americans. 
Would you want that? Would you vote for that? Would you stand up and clap your hands for that? That is exactly what it is that they do. And now they've done a big study, right? They got all the smart guys to do it. And they said, you know what? All of you independently do this. Do your math however you want to do it. Come up with your own, you know, new ways of thinking and your new methodologies. And tell us if we're on the right track. You know what they came back with? They came back with, we're not on the right track. Matter of fact, you need to be more extreme. We need to devalue even faster. When the next slowdown comes, you need to go significantly negative. Matter of fact, I, uh, I'm not my uncle. He used to make outlandish claims, but I do, I think so. This next one, you may start getting a hit for leaving your money in the bank. That's how negative I think rates are going to go. Drucken Miller says now that he's, uh, there's a growing list of Wall Street financiers. And, okay, these are billionaires. Okay, these are... <laughs> These aren't guys that have, you know, I've got an IRA or a 401k with a couple hundred grand in it. Cautioning about the debt-fueled buying binge that is setting us up for the next economic downturn. The Federal Reserve has passed up on many golden opportunities to raise rates. But they've raised them eight times. Dreck Miller says, wasn't near enough. And really, when you think about it, you know why he's right? Because if this is the best economy or one of the best economies we've ever seen, the Fed funds rate, at a minimum, should be 5%. We're at two, well, between two and two and a quarter dumb. I would raise rates every meeting as long as I could. Why? Because the debt levels have been mispriced. The debt is much more challenging of an issue now. Debt has exploded, he said. There's no hurdle rate for investment. And when you can borrow money at zero or near zero, debt is going to explode. And that's exactly what is happening. And now he says, guess what? It's getting ready to cause significant harm to your financial well-being. Even with regulatory hurdles, he says that he'll he'll still hold on to Google, right? And maybe Amazon, right? Yeah, sure. But everything else, 
You better get ready. And, of course, he did say, by the way, uh, he can be changing his mind any day on those stocks as well. But he's talking about how far behind the Federal Reserve and all these other central banks really were. Where do you think we're headed next year? Home sales are now a headwind. Car sales are now a headwind. Gas prices are now a headwind. And those are just the ones I haven't even talked about the tariffs yet. And you start to really think about what is happening. How are we going to handle next year when the small number is $1.2 trillion? If the big number's $1.6 or $1.7, or how about the year after when the small number is $1.5 and the big number's $2 trillion? I'm going to tell you how. We'll talk about that when we get back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. President Trump took to Twitter to fire back against the globalist Koch brothers' rants against him. The Kochs have become a total joke in real Republican circles, Trump tweeted. And I don't need their money or bad ideas, he added, or their political baggage. The Koch Network's criticism of President Trump is widely publicized by the liberal media. The media loves to push the false perception that the Koch mega-donors are conservative. True conservatives know that the billionaire brothers and their donor network are far from conservative on policy. They are big government crony capitalists who seek open borders and globalist connections. Republican politicians who have fallen for the Koch agenda of weak borders and phony free trade have often lost as a result. Trickles of money given by the Koch network are insufficient to offset the immense radioactive political effect of those positions. Yet still, Koch allies slipped three open border provisions into the fiscal year 2019 appropriation bill for the Department of Homeland Security just this past summer. Representative Kevin Yoder, Republican from Kansas, inserted these pro-immigration amendments. They were, of course, approved by a voice vote so members could avoid political accountability. The House Appropriations Committee recommended the entire bill by a 29-22 vote on July 25th. The three pro-immigration provisions include blocking Attorney General Jeff Sessions from tightening the requirements for illegal aliens who seek asylum. The last-minute changes also seek to expand the limit of the number of visas for foreign workers and lift the per-country cap, which would open up the floodgates to thousands and thousands of guest workers from India and other nations. Current candidates should pause before pandering to the Koch network for donations. We've seen time and time again that embracing the Koch agenda will bring out the Democratic base against candidates while doing nothing to energize conservative voters who are needed to win. Conservative candidates in the midterm should remember that swamp connections and money just don't pay off. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. It's no secret that globalists are bent on destroying Western culture. 
Whether the threat comes from inside or outside our borders, America must be protected from cultural Marxism and those who would deny American sovereignty. We're seeking your insight at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. It's not a lot, but it's probably the first time in a couple weeks we've got some fractional gold. I've got 60 $10 liberties, and actually, you know what, Scrap, I've got 50 well, I needed the other 10, sorry. I've got 50 $10 liberties. 1866 to 1907, right? But what separates us from everybody else, right? We 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 only you know here's our mandate, the Patriot mandate. First of all, we treat everybody with honesty and respect. That's a huge thing. We want you to buy as much gold as you can for the cheapest price possible. It's another thing separates us from a lot of people, most. We also want you to be as private as possible. What does that mean? Well, sooner or later, and I know a lot of us, none of us ever like selling our gold. I don't think I've ever gotten the phone call, I double, I'm so happy, I'm going to sell all my gold. Right? right? Harley's looking at me. Nobody does that. Oh, I don't want to, but I, I, I've got to. Listen, that's why you've got it. You, if you have to call us, it's fine. We'll buy it. But you want to be able to buy, sell, trade, and not have to be 1099, don't you? Of course you do. That's why we love the old gold the best. The thing that we don't like, right, we hate, you know, paying for rare and unusual because most 99% of the time the quote-unquote rare and unusual coin is neither rare nor unusual. If they truly were, they'd be selling for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. So you want to buy as close to the spot price as possible. So I've got fifty ten dollar liberties. I'm gonna take ten bucks off a coin, six seventy five. If you buy twenty of them, six sixty five. I do have about ten five dollar liberties, I'm sorry. That's all there is. I've got ten of them. Uh I'll do those ten at 355 bucks a piece. Okay, that's it. That's what I have fractionally. We've got 20s. Uh, if you want 20s, call us. Volume discount supply, 800-951-0592. If you're just joining us, gold's up 17, 18. Silver's up 30, 40 cents. Uh, as news now that Italy's debt problems are getting out of hand. Remember, again, this isn't contained. They didn't fix it. It's coming. The only thing different this time from last time? Well, a couple of things. Number one, number one, 
There's no bail out this time. There's bail ins. In case you don't know what that means for you, let me explain it. If you have money in your bank, again, the money's not yours. I know. People get mad, but it's the truth. It's not yours. And your bank fails. They're gonna they're gonna well, they're gonna have a little bail in. And what they're going to do now remember, right? There but wait a minute, double, we've got FDIC insurance for up to two hundred and fifty K. Do we? I mean we could have it be a million. Right? Ten million. But the FDIC doesn't have any money. I mean they got some. Right, I guess if uh, Johnson's Bank at the corner went under, you're okay. As long as you're under 250. Over 250, uh uh-uh. But if any of the banks that went under last time, right, Bear Stearns, and, you know, I guess technically they weren't banks, they are banks now. Lehman. The FDIC doesn't have the money for it. They don't have anywhere close to the amount of money to cover. So you know what they're going to do? Right? They're, they're going to, you know, if you got a few grand in there, you'll probably be fine. Right? Eh, you're covered. But you got bigger amounts. Here's what the bail-in law really is. Hey, we're going we're gonna to take that money. You know? And, and again, they're not even real descriptive on exactly how much. But they're going to take it. And they're going to give you stock in return. Right? So let's just say whether the government takes it over or they arrange some prepackaged deal where one bank gobbles up the assets of the other bank. And you get stock. Can't sell it. Right? Can't, can't, can't use it. But you'll get some stock and maybe later. When, I don't know, right? No, when they tell you, maybe you can sell it in the future and maybe get some of your money back. That's going to be the bail-ins. See, but then they thought about it. They did. They thought really hard. And they were like, mm, you know, that may not be enough. We got we to gotta get more. Where, where's, where's, the, where's money? And they looked at it, you know where they said? Oh, look at those 401, look at those great 401Ks that they gave us all in the 80s. That's a great thing. We're able to dump those pensions. Wall Street loves it. No selling. Yeah. I want to go to the sidelines. Let's face it, most of the people out there don't even know how to go to the sidelines on their 401ks if they'd even be allowed to. A lot of, well, at the end of the quarter, you can make a change. Well, let's just say you could and you knew how. Well, I'd like to do that for you, Mr. Schmuckatelli. But unfortunately, right now, the government's got to freeze. And they won't allow you to go do any selling whatsoever. Well, you know what, then? I just want to take all my money out. Oh, again. I'd love to help you. 
I really would. But, you know, there's a crisis going on, and, and they are forbidding us from doing it. So I'm sorry again. But I'm losing all my money. I, I'm sorry. I can't help you. Well, maybe you're a smart guy. And you're like, well, I don't have that for a while. I've got it in a money market. Or I've got it in a self-directed IRA. Mm. They thought of those two. We're sorry. You're just going to have to keep it there. Now, all of a sudden, some of the greatest people out there are warning you the debt bubble tripled inside, and it's time to get ready. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592, U.S. $10 liberties, one through, what did I say? You know what? I forgot, so I'm going to make it better. One through nine, six seventy-five, ten or more, six sixty-five. Not twenty, ten. Why? Because I forgot what I <laughs> And I didn't write it down. So there you go. I still have, I, I have 10. I wish I had more of those five libs. Uh, those are 355. So there's 10 of those still left as well. 800-951-0592. I'm not trying to scare you. Really, you know who's trying to, to, to deceive you? It's all these people. Oh, look at how great Amazon just had to pay $15 an hour. That's not good. It shows you how much damage they're actually doing. Because guess what? All of us are sitting there going, "Uh, yawn, $15. What are you going to do with $15? (laughs) I mean, think about it. Right? You used to be able to, with $15, I could buy school lunch, Every single day for three weeks was fifteen dollars. Five days a week, three weeks. Fifteen bucks. My kid who's still in high school. You know what his school lunch right? That last three days. Never yeah, hardly. Maybe. <laughs> well, that's at the school, right? Which is you know who wants that food. When you really, really need to start understanding again, we're in that classic bubble again. The best GDP number already went by. We already had it. Next year, 3% if we're lucky. But here's the problem. The Fed's going to keep raising while they need it to. Right? But Wall Street should not be here. I'm sorry. Shouldn't be anywhere close to here. How did it get here? The Fed mispriced debt. Look how big it is. Before the year ends, the national debt will be $22 trillion. By the time the fiscal year ends, which will be next September, it will be $23 trillion. The following September, $25 trillion. That only brings us to 2020, and it's $25 trillion. 
and every day of every week, of every month, of every year, we need to sell it to somebody. And when they talk about, hey, what's going on with the dead auction? Well, you know, we can we, we don't have visibility yet. Yeah, you know, the bid the covers are going down, but, but maybe they were just taking a rest. They had a big date that day. They couldn't make it. We're having trouble selling enough debt at $21 trillion. How much harder is it going to be at 25? How much harder is it going to be at 30? At 40? This is what Stanley Druckenmiller is talking about. They tripled the size of the debt and claimed they fixed it. Now what are they talking about? What happened to those uh, this tax uh, more tax cuts? What happened? Nobody's talking about them. Why? Because they know. Yeah, we're not going to get those. By the way, uh, right after 2020, 2021, yeah, your tax cuts, that, you know, the great tax cut, that's gone. They're already drawing up plans. I mean, the last thing, let's think about it. They've got your money in your bank. They've got that surrounded. They've got your 401Ks and your IRAs and your money markets. Or double, I'm so smart, I got an annuity. It's guaranteed. It says guaranteed right on. Let me tell you what it really says. Hey, we guarantee you this return unless we go out of business. <laughs> no guarantee, which is really no guarantee at all. And they know that they've broken it. Why do you think they put those rules in? Right? When they claim to have fixed too big to fail. Why did they create the rules about the bail-in? Why did, after that, did they very quietly get the SEC to change the rules about your annuities, about your 401Ks, about your IRAs, about your money markets? Why? If they fixed it. Well, see, because they knew what they did. Well, we're going to tell them we fixed this. Really what we did is we tripled down because we didn't want the alternative. Because the alternative was, guess what the alternative was? Dow 6,000 was the alternative. It would still be there. All of these companies that are going to go under anyway would be gone. The banks would be gone. You would be much more leery of the Federal Reserve. All those teachers, the red for reds, wouldn't have been protesting in the streets. They broke it, and they know it. That's why I said it's really treason. Because they know. They are deceiving us on purpose. And if you are out there and you really think about all of the things of when it is, remember, what was it? Last Thursday, I told you, it's buying day. It's buying day. Yes, I know, they're up big today. So what? That old high of 1900? That's going to seem like a low number. $50 silver? You'll be buying then too. 
800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. U.S. $10 liberties. There's not a lot. Uh, one through nine at six seventy-five. Ten or more six sixty-five. Uh, in the five-dollar liberties, there's even less of those. Uh, three fifty-five. And again, this first time in at least a week, maybe two weeks now, uh, where we've had any fractional gold to speak of. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Let me tell you how to out of touch they really are. Our head guy, the chief banker in charge, Jay Powell. He was he had a prepared remarks at the National Association of Business Economics. It was being held in Boston, and and I'm just going to read to you his remarks. He said that he sees no need to drop the central bank's current gradual approach to raising interest rates. I'll give you a need. You created a huge stock bubble and a bond bubble. But that's, you know what? That's right. I forgot, Jay. You can't see it. I can't see it. I don't have visibility to it. Powell said the current combination of steady, low inflation, Right. The only inflation that's low is the BS number that you guys made up about 25 years ago. Oh, wait, he's not done. And the very low, low unemployment. Well, how? why is it so low, low? Oh, that's right. You changed that one number, too. Right? If this was the 80s again, the inflation number wouldn't even be that low. But hey, you know, why tell the truth when we can deceive? And he said that this shows that the country's going through extraordinary times. Here's the problem with the extraordinary times. Hey, the 20s? Oh, man, those were extraordinary times. <laughs> right? uh, the, the tech bubble? Oh, yeah, no, wait, 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 wait. Extraordinary times. The housing bubble, extraordinary times. Again, this is another this is another one of the signs. He said that the central bank, oh, don't worry, don't worry, because he's trying to make sure that it doesn't rate, raise rates too quickly because he may cause a recession. Ooh, I don't think they even said they caused any of them. Listen, he's causing one. I, you know how I know? Because they've done it every time. Why? Because they live in fantasy land, right? They don't look at the numbers that are right in front of their face. I mean, I just told you what Ford said about car sales. It wasn't down 1% or 2% or 5%. It was down 11 Oh, right, and remember now, the other part of that, well, it's just the cars, right? Nobody wants a car. Everybody wants a truck. Well, guess what? Apparently, everyone didn't want a truck either last month. He adds that the Fed's goal of gradually increasing rates is an effort to balance the risk and try to extend the current expansion. Yes. Well, you know, it is the second longest. We've only had to triple the debt to do it. 
and I don't think it's going to last much longer. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Get out there and enjoy that rain, Phoenix. We'll be back tomorrow.